Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent, it was senseless, and I will never understand it, I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson, and unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. We've been talking a lot this week about former Soviet Union leader Mikhail Gorbachev passing away this week at the age of 91. He was the last of the the big four leaders uh, from that era. And as you look back at his life, there are some really timely leadership lessons for today. And you can debate all of the geopolitical components to it, but there are just some core leadership things that are so interesting to me. Uh, I saw this great piece in The Hill about what uh, Gorbachev taught us about leadership. And William Inboden is uh, from the University of Texas at Austin, where he works as associate professor at the LBJ School of Public Affairs. I know they do a lot of good work on leadership around there as well. He's also the executive director of the Clement Center for National Security, is a distinguished scholar at the Robert S. Strauss Center for International Security and Law. And uh, William, thanks for joining us today. Thanks. It's great to be with you. Uh, So I really want to get into this looking at the leadership lessons of Mikhail Gorbachev, because again, I think we, we look so much at the Reagan dynamic and Margaret Thatcher and even, you know, Pope John Paul II, and they all had these really interesting things. What, what's the real essence of Gorbachev's leadership? It's a great question. And one I've you know reflected on a lot and I explore it quite a bit in my you know forthcoming book on President Reagan's foreign policy, which, uh, you know, the his relationship with Gorbachev is really central in that. I think the key thing is Gorbachev was able to envision a world beyond the Cold War. He really wanted to get the Soviet Union out of the Cold War. He knew that it was bad for the Soviet Union and bad, bad for the world. And so having that vision to uh, to really be able to see a, a better world and then to take some very politically hard and costly choices to be able to, to move his country in, in that direction. And of course, in that, he had a, you know, an essential partner in, in President Reagan. Yeah, and I thought it was so interesting that uh, I think that one of the leadership lessons that stood out to me was really going beyond just the, the enmity of it all or uh, the contempt of it all. Uh, and that seemed to be a, a crucial component that Gorbachev and Reagan uh, figured out. Uh, I don't know if they figured that out together or individually that hey, we don't have to hate each other and we don't have to cast aspersions, but we can start from a place of respect. You're absolutely right. And that's something that really comes out um, when you 
reread the transcripts of their their several summit meetings together, and you know, in Geneva and Reykjavik and Washington and, and Moscow and, and New York, even though these two men had profound disagreements, you know, Reagan is a, a free market capitalist and you know, of course, supporter of democracy. Gorbachev, you know, to you know, to the end, remained a pretty dedicated communist. So their differences were real, but even from their first meeting in Geneva, they developed this tremendous personal rapport, and they were each able to see the human being behind the system, um, that it was no longer just a communist and a capitalist talking to each other, but this was, you know, Ron and Mikhail. And and they, you know, when you read the transcripts of the meetings, they're, they're sharing personally about their families. Uh, they find they've got some commonalities of both having come from humble, you know, r- rural backgrounds. Uh, they both even had, you know, theater backgrounds. Reagan, of course, is a famous actor, and Gorbachev, a, a less successful one. And uh, and so that personal dimension really comes out, and, and that created the trust between them that enabled them to, you know, slash nuclear arsenals and, and really bring the Cold War to a, to a peaceful end. Yeah, I thought it was so uh, interesting and so powerful that I think some of the images that real the images that changed the world uh, were of those of Reagan and Gorbachev laughing together, embracing, shaking hands, having a smile. Uh, and as you said, they they still didn't agree on how the world should be run or how a, a government should be run, uh, but they could smile. And I think that sent a message to the world of, oh, wait a minute, we we can do this a little bit different. I remember spending time up at uh, Reagan's ranch. Uh, and uh, just the time that they spent up there together, uh, as you said, uh, just the two of them, just having conversations, getting to know each other as people. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, they would they would swap jokes and even, you know, poke, poke fun at each other. You know, Reagan would, you know, famously use his mantra, um, trust but verify, yes. <laughs> right, and would bring that up. And, of course, he was I, – I don't speak Russian, so it's originally a Russian proverb, if you will. And then Gorbachev would, you know, kind of joke at him, you know, why are you always saying that? And Reagan would say, oh, because I like it. All right, I'll you know, turn that back at you. But there was a real uh, – yeah, like I said, trust and genuine affection there. And even um, got into the spiritual realm. You know, Gorbachev was an atheist. Reagan, a you know yeah. pretty devout Christian, and Reagan would often bring up how important his faith in God was, and not just encourage Gorbachev as a policy matter to allow religious freedom, which the Soviet Union, of course, persecuted religious believers, but really encourage Gorbachev say. I really think you need to believe in God. I think you'll find more fulfillment and, and peace in your life, and it'll be the real answer you're looking for. And Gorbachev wasn't persuaded, but he knew that Reagan was doing this from a place of genuine personal care and affection, mm-hmm. that this was not just you know spouting uh, talking points. And yeah. it's very rare to find world leaders, even of friendly nations, who have that sort of personal rapport, let alone adversarial nations. Yeah, that authenticity, I think, was uh, another uh, great leadership gift that, that both of them uh, really had. I can't wait. Your book comes out in November, Peacemaker. Uh, we'll be watching for that. Uh, I want to get to one last thing before I, I let mm-hmm. you go. And uh, this was, a, to me, a powerful part of your piece in The Hill today. Uh, and that was, you, you mentioned people like Lech Walesa and uh, Helmut Kohl and Nelson Mandela uh, and Gorbachev and, and Reagan, that they, they taught us that cooperation, even across deep, deep divisions, is possible. And we've, we've got to find leaders like that for today. 
You're absolutely right. We really do. And that's another thing we were struck by, as you saw in the op-ed, is um, there was this entire generation of world leaders. And, you know, we could have also mentioned in there Margaret Thatcher or Pope John Paul II, right? Um, but that entire generation in the late 1980s and early 1990s, who in, in their own different ways, despite many differences, uh, really showed that courage, that willingness to, to work across party lines or national lines or ideological lines, um, whether it's ending you know, apartheid in, in South Africa or reunifying Germany uh, or bringing, you know, democracy and freedom to, to Poland without violence. Uh, you know, that's that's one of the key things. All these changes happen by and large peacefully. Um, yeah. And it's and it's really it would not have happened without the, the courage and individual leadership from all those all those people we, we mentioned there, many of whom, of course, became very good friends with each other, too. It's a remarkable generation. Yeah, it really is. And, and it shows me something that we talk about a lot on this program, and that is that politics rarely solves anything leadership can solve just about anything. Uh, and yeah. these principles that you're talking about are, are so powerful. And uh, we appreciate you joining us on a Friday. I want to have you back, William, uh, to deepen this conversation. And again, his book, The Peacemaker, Ronald Reagan, The Cold War and the World on the Brink is uh, coming out in November. We'll be watching for that. Uh, William Inboden, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you, too, uh, Boyd, and have a, have a blessed and restful weekend. Wonderful. Thank you for joining us. And uh, we'll go ahead and uh, get ready to step aside for some top-of-the-hour news. That wraps up hour number one of Inside Sources. Uh, this is why I love to have these conversations, because we get to talk about principles, and it's not just about the politics and the principles of a Gorbachev or a Reagan helping us uh, make sure that we get to the idea, the belief, that we can overcome anything, even deep, deep division. We'll be right back. I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. Don't miss Cold's new season three, where I look into the unsolved disappearance of Cherie Warren, a woman last seen leaving her job at a Salt Lake City office in 1985. Police cast suspicion on Cherie's estranged husband and boyfriend, but never made any arrests or recovered Cherie's remains. Find Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie, anywhere you get your podcasts.